this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Megan B. Murphy. She's editor-in-chief at Women's Day and author of Your Fully Charged Life, a radically simple approach to having endless energy and filling every day with yay. Love it. Welcome. <laughs> yay! My husband's like, how many times can you say yay in a day? And I'm like, I don't know, but maybe we should turn it into a drinking game. <laughs> right. Right. Like, okay. Yay. That's your next project. Right. <laughs> For women, the yay game. The yay game. I love it. Um, Megan, have you always been like this positive, this optimistic, or did you go through something where you kind of developed your own toolkit for life? So I'm like, my nickname was grumpy as a kid. I mean, I was like really? an angsty, sullen. I had like this, the grumpy from the seven doors. I had a gold charm necklace that my parents gave me that I wore with pride. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. In the fifth grade, we wrote a school play and we each wrote our own characters. And I wrote myself as Negi, the embodiment of negativity. Um, I did win an excellence in acting award for that. I guess you really are supposed to play the part that you know or do what you know. Yeah. Um, and that led to my acting degree and career. So I guess that was helpful. But yeah, so I was in, inherently negative, nicknamed Grumpy, went wow. through some really tough, angsty, tumultuous teen years, mm -hmm. including, you know, a hospitalization, the death of my best friend, like some, some legit tragedy. They made an unauthorized TV movie about my, my teen years. So I, I can say they were pretty rough wow. um, with, with confidence. But, but I moved through that. Um, and then I went on writing about that. So I wrote about those tough years mm -hmm. and won an Emmy contest. And Amazing. that was what led to my magazine career. So I wound up getting a, a job at YM Magazine when I was 19. Um, and then I went on from there to work on MTV and then to be one of the founding editors of Teen People Magazine. And ultimately in, ultimately in my 20s, I wound up at Cosmopolitan Magazine. And that's where I really kind of, had this epiphany writing a story called the seven secrets of happiness that um you can't be happy unless you do happy and i was yes. delving into this like you know really awesome positive psychology research and and really digging into this neuroscience to write this article and it was the first time i was like mm, i don't really have to live this way maybe it would feel better to live differently sure um and that's where the seeds of the the uh fully charged life were really started to be planted. It's not like I had this epiphany and changed, but I started to understand that you could do happy. Yes. And then I went on to Self Magazine where I was um, the deputy editor and the, the fitness director and I ran the Self Challenge, which was a, like a diet and exercise program that helped people live their best lives and motivate hundreds of thousands of women. And again, everything I was learning, everything I was writing about, everything I was implementing with these real women I was testing on myself and road testing Excellent. on myself, using myself as a guinea pig. Yes. And I think your secret sauce as an editor, if you're good at your job, is that you're able to fun filter all of that information and that science and make it use people will actually use in real life. Right. Um, and you're walking the talk. A hundred percent. Right. You have to. Yeah. And it shows if you believe in what you're saying and you're living it, it shows. Well, and the thing for me, it was so genuine because it was like, well, I have all these problems that I want to solve my, for myself. Oh, wow, that works. I bet you that might work for you. And sort of the, the energizing magic of helping other people. You get that helper's high. Yeah. Oh, look what I figured out. Look what I figured out. Um, and then I became an evangelist for all of this advice. So during my tenure itself, that's where I wound up getting married and having my three kids. Um, 
and really I call it my self-actualization period. Like I was really learning to live my best life and really starting to feel good. And then the moment where I was about to move to the suburbs, I switched over to good housekeeping um, because my career mirrors my life stage. It's so wild. And I was the executive editor there for six years. Amazing. And during that time, I lost my father to pancreatic cancer. And it was very quick, fast mm. and furious, you know, kind of like that, that life bitch slap that I had gotten in my teen years. Yeah. And that's when I really um, started something called Operation Good Grief, which was a, as a positivity practice of looking for one thing that didn't suck in every day. Yeah. And I would take a picture of it. I would share it on Instagram with the hashtag Operation Good Grief. Um, and I trained my brain to be more optimistic. The same way I would train for a marathon or train my biceps, I retrained my brain. And it took yeah. a couple of years for me to really learn how to prioritize positivity and think the good thought in order to live the good life. Sure. And um, shortly thereafter, I think one of the one of the joys and silver linings of, of losing to someone to, to stage four cancer is that you do have this moment of reflection with them where you can say, hey, listen, how do you want to be remembered? What is your legacy? Right. And I sat and did that with my dad. And then I did it in my own life. And the cool part was I didn't have to have my own stage four pancreatic cancer to do that moment of self-reflection. I very clearly understood in that moment that my legacy would be one of positive energy. And I really felt like the best way to do that was to create a happiness handbook, to create a manual, to give other people the tools to put in their toolkits, to live this way. Because it feels good to live fully charged. You I have crap days and crap things happen to me. Yeah. But I have a toolkit for finding the way through. You know, you're speaking my language because mm -hmm. the reason I started this show is because I lost my childhood friend at the end of 2010, suddenly. Aww. I was in this mega, mega funk and I took a year off and I thought, I want to do a talk show. I want to heal. I want to hear other people's stories. I want to have a platform for them to heal. And then I found out my dad had stage four colon cancer. Oh my gosh, we had twinsies. Right. So when I hear you talk toolkit and, you know, things you did, and it doesn't happen overnight, you get up and you put on your armor, like what you're wearing. The, um, let me see your nails for a second. They match the cover of my book. And can you hold up your book? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like this pumps you up. Oh, I love the co cover of your book. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, fun. But the, the, when you get up in the morning, you're charged, you're ready, you're pumped, you know, it, you're not getting up and doing an interview in your pajamas, you know, or, you know, it's, you no, know. although I do have my taco Tuesday slippers on. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I, and I talk about that in the book. I mean, I call it dopamine dressing. It's dressing the way you want to feel yes. and realizing that your outfit you know, can either act like a tranquilizer or a venti latte. I've clearly yes. chosen the latte. You bet. And, um, you don't have to be as loud and out there as I am, but what does that mean for you? Right. How do you want to feel today? Maybe that just means you need pants that button to be reminded of your humanity, or exactly. you need to, you know, air, like instead of air drying your hair, beach wave it and put on a swipe of mascara. Right. Dress the way you want to feel. Dress up to feel up. It's, yes. it's a very simple strategy, but it really works. The same yeah. thing, I find myself slouching. It's that embedded cognition. If you're slouching, you're, that's how you feel. That's how you're carrying yourself through the day. Just suck right. it. I roll my shoulders back and down and decide I'm going to take the superhero stance and I'm going to soar through my day. That impacts how I feel. Yes. Were, were you always good at, like, let's say, public speaking when you were younger or were you shy? 
I, so my degree is in theater. Um, okay. I did go to Mason Grove School of the Arts at Rutgers. I love, love, love to connect with people in, in a visual, physical way. I love to perform. I love to speak. I love to act. I love to do TV. Um, I just think it's a fun, immediate way to connect with people and share energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been pretty comfortable with that, I will say. I love that. That's wonderful to have that when you're younger because it, it helps you as you get older. When I say that too, I'm putting my kids all in acting class. I have three kids and they're 10, eight, and seven. And I think whether or not you ever act in a play or ever act in a commercial or any of that, right. acting gives you so many important tools. And one of those is the practice of being present. In order to be a good actor, you have to be present and truthful in a moment. And that means you have to be a good listener. You don't yes. have to, you're not listening to hear, you're listening um, to understand. That's a big difference. Acting teaches right. you that. Acting yeah. gives you stage presence and confidence in a way that um, is really, really powerful. So all of my kids will go through acting classes um, because I think that training is valuable to, you know, fake it till you make it through life sometimes. Right. I will say this, that I did it later in life. So when I was in my... I would say late 20s, I took voiceover classes and acting classes as a way to help me get more confident in different settings. And it's helped me in so many arenas. So I feel like it's never too late. Right. That's the thing. It's like whether you're giving a presentation or you need to stand up for yourself, um, you know, at a restaurant because they got your order wrong. Like you need to have that that confidence and presence and that ability to communicate and, and to listen. Yes. I think that's incredibly important. So tell me, Megan, I want to dive into your book. Tell me how the idea for this book came about. I mean, I, I, so I think what I do as a magazine editor and what I'm doing as an author is solving my own problems and assuming if I'm having the problem, someone else is having it too. And people would often come to me and say, how do I bottle your positive energy? And I'm like, well, I, I trained to live this way. I have a toolkit. Um, and I can, you know, you can only answer so many emails, so many DMs, like, how can I give this to people in book form so that it's more manual and easy to digest? Yeah. And that's what your fully charged life is. It's, it's a toolkit for happiness. And there are tools that you're going to roll your eyes at and then tools that are going to change your life. Um, but it's all in book form, easily accessible. I mean, that was really sort of, I needed that. That was my legacy. That's I hope awesome. I don't die tomorrow, but I, but I know what my legacy is. <laughs> well, it's such a powerful legacy that applies to so many people, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about work-life balance, because sometimes I feel like I'm imbalanced. I mean, some days I have my balance. I've got it together. Other days I'm like, ah, what balance? Forget so, it. Yeah. And I don't, like, I mean, I think that that whole term balance is such baloney, because the thing yeah. about balance is it suggests that two things are equal. Well, how are work and home and kids, like, how is that ever equal? It's never. Something right. is always demanding more energy. It's really about creating synergy. So if you sort of think of your life as an orchestra, well, sometimes there's a drum solo and sometimes like, you know, that violin is, is kicking butt. Yeah. It, it's never going to be balanced. It's never balanced in my life. Some days I don't, you know, okay, I got to make a magazine. I'm on deadline. I can't, you know, I can't walk the dog or look at the Pokemon cards, Yeah. but my son's going for a tonsillectomy. Well, I don't care about the, the cover shipping. I mean, that's not right. going to take priority. So it's really about having synergy between all of these things, understanding that there's going to be different energy and different needs at different times. And ultimately you're going to make music, but it's going to sound differently every day. Yeah. 
Um, you talk about celebrating everything. Could you elaborate a little bit? I like that idea. So I, what I talk about in, in, in the book and in life is holidaying hard and whatever mm-hmm. that means. Really, it, it's a way of prioritizing fun um, and putting fun on the calendar, yeah. right? We only have so many birthdays and so many anniversaries and those special days look different right now during pandemic anyway. Right. But what if Taco Tuesday becomes something your family looks forward to? It's, it's prioritizing that fun, having something to appreciate and to look forward to once a week. My, my family has basically turned Taco Tuesday into a national holiday. And then the celebration has escalated to the point where I now have Taco Tuesday slippers that I'm wearing on a Thursday. Um, <laughs> but I also think of things like those national days. Yeah, they're manufactured by right. you know, people selling products. or Who cares? Right. It's who an cares? excuse to celebrate. Yes. National S'mores Day is an excuse to say, wow, dear chocolate marshmallow and graham crackers, you found each other and I get to eat you. Yay. Yay. Right. That it's it's putting happy makers on the calendar, giving your permission to have moments of levity and joy, even especially during hard times. Right, right. You know, years ago, I started trying to think of a way to honor my grandmother who had passed away. And I remembered, okay, her favorite candy bar was Snickers. So on the anniversary of her passing, which also fell on Mother's Day, I tell my girls, I'm sorry, it's time for you to eat Snickers. It's just something we have to do. Or, or maybe my dad, we're having chocolate cake, you know, well, today's the day. We do, we do pop-ums. My dad, we called him pop and he loved these little Entenmann's chocolate pop-ums. So Ooh. we have pop-ums and we uh, remember pop on the anniversary of his passing and his birthday. That's great. That is great. I love that. What else would you like us to know about your book? So I think that the key is, is that no one is broken and this book is not going to fix you. It's a toolkit. It's a happiness toolkit. And tomorrow can be more awesome. And one of these tips or tricks that are scientifically proven is going to help you because you deserve to be happier. We all do, even in hard times, especially in hard times. What I'm hearing from so many people and so many friends is like, how can, like, why can we be happy? How can we be happy when the world is falling apart and everything is so awful? Well, that's especially when we need to prioritize positivity and look for a happier way. Sure. That's exactly when we need to do that. Have you heard of Sonia Lubomirsky? She's in the book. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I love her. I do talks about the science of happiness. I always mention her. And I always say that happiness is affected by three things. And and you're going to know this, obviously. Genetics. Well, we can't control that. Things we can't control, like here we are in a pandemic. So life circumstances, we can't control that. But the thing you can control is how you react and your choices. 100%. Right? I talk about that in the book. My Doing the audio book was the most stressful part because I wasn't exactly sure I was going to get the pronunciation of her name right. Have you ever met Sonia? I've never met her. Uh, no, I, I was trying to get her to come on my show. She was too busy, but it does take some practice. Uh, you know what I find? I find so many of the researchers don't want the glory. They don't want to be the no, spot. They don't I want know. to be spotlighted. Yeah, and I'm like that person that geeks out over the science. Like, right. I mean, if I were to meet Martin Seligman, I think I would be like, it would be like me meeting Brad Pitt. He's the yes. father of positive psychology and I geek out over perma theory. Um, and you would probably be like, okay, calm down, lightning bolt girl. But <laughs> I get so excited about these researchers. And we can't forget about the state of flow. Uh, Mihai Chik sent Mihai. Yeah. How long did it take you to learn that one? Uh, it's, I, I 
like it's so, I got it phonetics. I was like, I like as I'm doing my audiobook, I'm like, so listen, like I, I never had to say some of these words out loud. There's so many words that you write and you use in yeah. your right, like that you've never said out loud. Yes. And then some of them are tongue twisters. I'm like, why did I write so many tongue twisters? Exactly. <laughs> like researcher says, research set, like researcher set, it's like it winds up not coming out of your mouth. I, I've been there. I totally get it. Do you have um, something you do to get you in a state of flow? Do you have a hobby? I mean, I know you're so busy, so no pressure. Um, no, tons, tons. I mean, oh. and I have um, different different hobbies and different interests and different ways of being engaged and, and recharging at different times. So I'm just recovering from COVID. So oh, you, I'm not 100%. So I can't, I can't exercise. I can't, I, I can't go to a class. Uh, I can't get on the, the Peloton even. So I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm using yeah. different tools in the toolkit. I'm buying okay. myself flowers and arranging flowers. Good. Um, and that's helping, you know, but, but it's about learning and understanding and pinpointing those things. Definitely. When, you know, you need different tools at different times. Yes. Do you play an instrument? I don't. I, I played the piano um, long enough to learn three songs, including New York, New York. Okay. Uh, and I played the violin long enough um, to quit. And <laughs> I, um, I love music. And I absolutely say in the book to set your life to a soundtrack. Yes. I realize that if Jack Johnson is playing in my kitchen, emptying the dishwasher is a heck of a lot more fun. Sure um, is. Yes. Love music, love dance parties, love to bop around. Yes. Um, but I'm not personally musical. That's okay. Uh, any good music to fold laundry to? <laughs> I mean, for I hate. Reason, Right now, I'm. I find myself on repeat going, Alexa, play Jack Johnson. Yeah, I just find him like something about banana pancakes is just like making banana. It's like just so poppy, and I really kind of think I just wish I were on a beach instead of constantly in my house and nowhere else. I know, I know. Where are you located? You're uh, I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, and we've got snow on the ground. We've had Mm. an endless winter. Um, if the sun is shining today and I can feel it, yay. No, it's so light in your room, which is great. Nice I and know. positive. It's, yeah. it's, um, and it's the, the sun is shining today. It feels really good. Awesome. Where can people find out more about you? So I'm pretty active on Instagram at Megan B. Murphy. And I spell my name a little extra. It's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-B Murphy, like a leprechaun. I also do something called The Yay List which is a positivity account that just is a community of good vibes. And I share good news every day. It's great. Um, and I have a website, meganbmurphy.com, where you can purchase my book um, through some of the shop links. I always say like bookshop.org, if you don't know it, is a way to give business to local bookstores. Oh, good. Um, versus like an Amazon or a Barnes and Noble, which are great too. And yeah. if you buy it there, please leave a review. It makes authors do a happy dance. Um, but I'm a big proponent of shopping local. Community is a big part of the book and my life. Definitely. Um, supporting local. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Did we cover everything before we wrap? I think so, yeah. Excellent. I really enjoyed yeah. meeting you. You too.